Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. We need some love in this world, don't we? I'm convinced that there is a portion of this country and the world at large that wants to kill God. As if that were possible. I was texting with a girlfriend of mine today about abortion and my special guest who's on with me today talking about the uh, never-ending quest to alter our children to murder our children, if not in the womb, certainly outside of the womb, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, certainly spiritually. Uh, You guys know I'm a mother. I'm a new grandmother. This is a very uh, intimate topic for me. I'm a minister, right? I mean, if we're not going to die on the proverbial hill for our children, then what's the point? So I have very little tolerance for people who mess with the children. You know, for all of the compassion that Christ has, the one area where Scripture is very clear about uh, the repercussions and the spiritual ramifications for messing with God's children are, are pretty severe, as they should be. Right. And so, as you know, Disney is a big topic right now. Um, Groomers, you know, we have our hyperbole of the day, even though there's truth behind every hyperbolic trope. There's absolute truth. And so on my show, I don't want us to get lost in the hyperbole. I think that's very important because then we just become mockers of what people are doing. And it's not just people on the left. We have to be very clear about that. It's not a right-left issue, although there is one side of the aisle that is certainly advocating uh, heavier than the other. But when it comes to molesting, raping, uh, trafficking our kids, that is a bipartisan measure, sadly. And it crosses uh, a number of political uh, Rubicons, to be honest with you. So I wanted to bring on with me today someone who caught my attention uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually, a couple of months ago, and and it was her profile on Twitter that caught my attention when she referred to herself as a domestic terrorist, and I had to laugh because it was right about, I thought, this is someone I got to (laughs) follow, and I wasn't even familiar with her case, uh, her history, who she is as as a person, what she's doing to further and champion the cause for freedom for our children and for us as parents and for you, right? Uh, but as a domestic terrorist, I thought this is someone I got to know like right now. And then I read her story. And then just a few weeks ago, she tweeted something, a term that I want you to become familiar with. And that's what we're going to focus on during this segment with her. It's called disembodiment. And Nicole Solis is the only person I have seen or heard refer to this grooming, um, uh, Oh gosh, this this grooming parade, speaking of Disney, that we have going on that is literally out from under the rocks. It's in full exposure 
you see it. It's in the light. God is shining the light on it so that you can see it for what it is. And disembodiment is a term that I want to highlight today during my time with her. So Nicole is a senior fellow at IWF's Education Freedom Center. She's a stay-at-home mom of two children from Rhode Island. Uh, and the teachers union, this is how you may be familiar with Nicole, not to mention she's been on every major news network talking about this. So I'm very excited and honored to have her here with me today. Uh, the teachers union sued her for submitting public record requests and, and about critical race theory after her school district told her to submit the request and then publicly threatened to sue her for submitting too many. <laughs> so now Nicole advocates for school choice and academic transparency to fight back against the oppressive teachers unions and school districts that hide public information and bully parents. Nicole is a Massachusetts attorney and graduate of Roger Williams School of Law. And as an undergraduate, she studied English, theater, and Spanish at the University of San Diego. Like I said, she's been on just about every uh, news outlet you can think of, and I'm very honored to have you here with me today. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, I'm so happy to be here, too. Yeah, so tell us, you know, where are you in your case? Uh, Again, I had to know you because, uh, you know, right about the time parents are being uh, referred to, uh, you know, Merrick Garland and subsequently to the FBI and being and visited by the FBI, you're championing like this big Twitter banner that I'm a domestic terrorist. And I had to laugh because I, I'm with you. It's so ridiculous. It is beyond ridiculous. So where are you in your case? And then let's move over into this disembodiment craziness. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I, I kept that on my Twitter because I, I think we need to say that we're not afraid. You know, you call me a domestic terrorist. Well, I'm not afraid of the names you call me and I'm still going to keep advocating for my kids. Yeah. Um, and the teachers in the case right now, we're still waiting for a decision from the judge. We asked for it to be dismissed um, on the basis that they were um, suing me just to bully me. So still waiting and I'll, I'm going to update everyone as soon as I can. Okay. Excellent. So suing you just to bully you. Right. And yeah. I have friends mm-hmm. who are going through the same thing, to be honest with you, all over the country. I mean, I, I don't think yeah. people realize how pervasive this is. I had Ian Pryor on with me last week. Uh, God bless him and his work as well in America First Legal. Um, a lot of good work coming out of there. I don't know if you're working with them. I, I would assume that there's a bit of a uh, a syndication, if you will, of people who are on the right side of sanity as it pertains to open records requests. What is your right as a parent to know? And then where is that? Where's Where does... Where do you cross the line uh, in terms of bullying your school board members by simply asking questions and wanting, uh, you know, requests for for information that should be readily available, as you've stated? Right. I mean, they're you know, school board members, they're they're politicians, they're public figures. Um, you, you can't really harass a public figure. Um, you know, you have a right to be angry at them. You have a right to be aggressive even with them. And these are these are things that have already been dealt with with the Supreme Court. And I think the people that say like, oh, you're bullying me because, you know, you keep asking me questions and you won't leave me alone. And here you are electing me. They're just saying that to turn the narrative on you and shame you and try to stop you from advocating for your kids. Correct. So, you know, short of like threats of violence, credible threats of violence, sure. you can engage your school board as much as you want. I mean, this is the American tradition of engaging in political discourse. Sure. Um, and it's just like a new thing that they're trying to shame you for that and claim that you're like a scary person for, for doing what you have to do to participate in public uh, matters. 
I love what you said here. Here's one of your quotes. Academic transparency is not a collective bargaining negotiation. It's a parental <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, yes. yes. Right. Yes. That's I mean, good. that's good. They, you know, and if they're so proud of what they're doing, I don't know why they're hiding it. Why not post everything on the website? And then they won't be getting so many public records requests and having to spend so much money on their lawyers determining what is public versus non-public information. Right. And they have filed an actual restraining order against you and your ability to file more public uh, open records requests. Is that right? Sort of the, the injunction was placed on, uh, they, they wanted the school to be able to not have to deal with public records requests until until the actual lawsuit against me was resolved. They actually withdrew that request for an injunction because they didn't have a legal basis to have it. And during the hearing, the attorney even said, oh, I wasn't on my A game when I filed that, which is like humiliating. Okay. I couldn't imagine saying that in court, like, oops, right. I just wasn't thinking I filed this restraining order. Right. Well, you know, some parents, Nicole, are probably listening to you going, well, of course, she's such a badass because she's an attorney and I'm not, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. I don't know the law. You know, I'm forever encouraging my audience to not be afraid of engaging in lawfare, which is something the left is extremely skilled at. Um, and so what is your encouragement to parents who kind of feel like, well, that's great for Nicole. She's a fantastic voice for us, but she is an attorney. And what are my options as a parent? Well, I'm acting as a parent. You know, this, this is really just me tapping into the fighter in myself as, as a parent. Even if I weren't an attorney, I, um, I, I still would be doing this. I think it would be harder because I wouldn't maybe be as, as confident and I wouldn't feel as comfortable um, you know, taking on um, a tyrannical bureaucracy. But I think this really just comes down to your personality and your ability to overcome your fear and self-consciousness of being criticized by, by the public. Everyone that is fighting this are not attorneys, okay? There are more parents that are doing this who don't have a professional background in doing this. And the key is to find a support network or even build one yourself because that's what I did. Um, online. And, and then I think you're going to be able to find the confidence that, you know, it maybe looks like I have because I'm a lawyer, but really it's just something that I is in my personality and it's in me as a mom. Right. Well, I would, I would venture to say that there are a lot of parents right now who are like, wow, there's the mama bear in me, right? There's the, there's the papa bear in me because they've been provoked to the point where, yeah. you know, they're just fed up. Um, okay, let's move over to your tweet because it, it caught my attention for a number of reasons, not the least of which is as a minister, this is something that I have dealt with on that level, uh, the term disembodiment. And when I saw it, I thought, man, no one else is addressing this from this perspective. So tell me why you chose that word, because as an attorney, I know you know that words matter. Uh, so why you chose that word and what does that mean in the context in which you used it? Okay, so gender ideology ultimately is teaching children to disconnect from their bodies. They're saying that, you're, that your biological sex is not inextricably tied um, to, sorry, that your gender is not inextricably tied to your biological sex. They're saying that sex doesn't exist. What first exists is your idea of what you are as a gender, right? So it's not that you have sex chromosomes that are immutable that you're born with. It's that you have a feeling about your gender and then your feeling or thought determines your sex. They're reversing these two ideas, which are not separate. They can't be reversed. First, you have a sex 
And, you know, some people don't even believe in gender, right? Gender is just sort of this term that comes up as a way to say how you express your sex, how you feel about your sex. But there are people that say, look, there's no gender. There's just sex and we should just go from there. Gender ideology is, is again, reversing it. And they're telling kids, well, hey, um, you know, you have this idea that your identity is built on your sex, right? This is the first thing that kids learn. They're either a boy or a girl. And kids need to have this, this um, foundational um, sort of black and white idea because they're still learning about reality, right? Kids, if you have kids, it's a very common question that lots of kids ask. Is that person a boy or a girl? What are you? Are you a boy or a girl? It's the first way that they learn how to relate to the world. And now schools are saying, hey, uh, what you were taught is wrong. Um, you, as a five-year-old child, because they're starting to teach us in kindergarten, right. only you can determine whether you're a boy or a girl. It's insane. And so, it, yeah, it it destabilizes them, okay? Yes. A five-year-old. It, it, first, it destabilizes them. It, de it disorients them because the way that they've been relating to the world is now being like radically upended. Right. Um, so it's confusing. Right. And then the first thing, so that is what they call, um, uh, they're saying that they're teaching this to kids as a way to have empathy for other people who have gender dysphoria. But right. what's really going on, that's not what so is So deny really going your on. identity, deny your right. God-given created sexual right. identity to make someone else feel not so dis disembodied and confused. Right. And the truth is, is that most men believe and feel they are men. Most women believe and feel sure. they are women. That's sure. the rule. But now they're teaching kids that the exception is the rule. Right. And so how does that lead into the very toxic transgender ideology is that now they're going to tell kids, well, you tell me who you are, what's your sex? And if you're confused by it, if you don't know, because that's a really weird thing to tell a five-year-old, right. um, well, we have ways that we can fix that for you. And you can start using pronouns. You can start um, with puberty blockers. You can sure. have cross-sex hormones. And so they start first with this, what I call a psychic disembodiment. Yes. You tell kids to separate their minds from their bodies, that their mind will determine what their body is. Yes. And then, and then we move into middle school and junior high school where we hit puberty and they say, well, hey, remember how we told you that only you can determine if you're a boy or a girl? Now that you're going through puberty and you're feeling uncomfortable with your body, let's lean into that. Let's further disconnect from our body and we'll give you puberty blockers. We'll give you cross-sex hormones. And ultimately, what does this lead to? Genital mutilation surgery. Right. And that's going to be the ultimate physical disembodiment. So right. first we start psychically separating kids from their bodies. Then we're going to mutilate their bodies. And what this means to me is that we first go after their minds, then their bodies. And if you do that to people, if you first destroy their minds, then you destroy their bodies, you are destroying their souls. Sure. Because this is ultimately a spiritual battle for the souls of our children. If you destroy their minds and bodies, you're destroying their souls. Absolutely. 1000% agree with you. You guys, I'm taking your calls today, by the way, live 404-383-8520. Uh, 404-383-8520. Eight five two zero. Nicole is taking your calls. Actually, if you have any questions for Nicole, she'll be happy to uh, answer your calls. Again, four zero four three eight three eight five two zero. Uh, we have someone to take your calls today. And for some of you, you're like, what the heck is all of this? You know, it sounds like big language speak. 
But on a spiritual level, um, no one addresses that either. And I don't even know your faith persuasion. Um, I, I am a Christian. I'm a Christian minister. Uh, I have had to minister. I've had the privilege and the honor, honestly, to minister to people with the word of God um, around this issue, around people who are not making this a trend uh, around people and very few people, like you said, you know, not, not the majority, um, of, of the human race, uh, is born with this, uh, dysmorphic, uh, confusion about, oh, I think I was born in the wrong body. I don't feel connected to myself and my sex, even though people tell me I'm this, I don't feel that way. And I never have. Um, what's interesting is that whenever you minister to people around this, um, it really, once their eyes open to who they are in creation and whose they are as a created being, there's like this, you can see the rays of light start to shine through just the little bit of cracks in that foundation that needed to happen just by someone, um, being loving, you know, and not looking at them as some type of a freak show. And so for me, it's important that we keep the conversation you know, in the context of as, as civilized human beings, as loving people, uh, not emotional or sexual or, or, or otherwise terrorists as people like to, you know, refer to us who are on the side of the normative, um, and, and really allow for open dialogue about things like this. But from a spiritual, from a spiritual perspective, Nicole, it's like, I feel like, I'm doing a disservice to everyone by not addressing it from that perspective too about who people are in creation and whose they are. So we've made everything very psychological. Speaking of, uh, I did find this on a uh, open science platform called Frontiers. And they're talking exactly about what you just said. Disembodiment occurs when we experience up- upsetting feelings, right? And I think about little kids and how impressionable they are right? About maybe you've made fun of her little dress. And so what are parents doing now? They're no longer buying dresses for girls. Everyone looks the same. You know, they're non-binary, so no one gets their feelings hurt. Uh, The embodiment theory, according to this, is that we use our own bodily experience and processes to understand our own emotional experience. And the experiences of others uh, has provided a mechanism to help us understand emotional processing. This theory emphasizes the impact of the body on emotional experience and goes on and on and on. So as we see, Disney is using kind of the sensory um, you know, mechanism of children, of all of us, to be honest with you. And so it's interesting to me that, you know, kids are, are very like imaginative, right? And they're innocent and anything's possible. And they love colors and sounds and movement. You know, from the time I have a two month old granddaughter, she is mesmerized by anything that glitters and moves and has sound. And so it's like they're being, they're being sucked into this vortex of confusion at a young age. What can parents do about that other than boycotting? What can they do on their school level whenever it comes to using personal pronouns? We're no longer referring to my son as a son, a boy, or my daughter as a girl. What do you suggest parents do to combat that in the public school system? Uh, Yeah, so I I just want to tie one more thing in before I answer that question. Um, It's probably the most important part um, to tie it into the spiritual aspect, which is that once you have a um, child who becomes transgender, they are medicalized forever because they are dependent on, on these cross-sex hormones 
And um, especially if they get the genital mutilation surgery, they're unable to have kids, they're gonna be sterile. And what that does is, is that makes a human being rely on their government to tell them who they are. And that is especially important for Christians um, because it, it then says to an individual, you don't rely on God for who you are. Right. So when a child becomes transgendered, they learn to look to this, this other authority. They don't look to God for who they are and, and how God made them in their image. Horrible. Great um, point. Great that's, point. That's like all, that's the ultimate problem, I think, with this Absolutely. From a, a Christian perspective. Um, and what can parents do? Well, um, you may be alarmed to find out that at your school, they probably have um, what's called a non, uh, it's a gender expansive transgender non-discrimination policy. My school has this. And what it does is, is that it allows the school to have what they call a gender transition, which is really a, a sex change. They will guide your child through a gender transition at school. And that means that they will um, let your kids use the pronouns that they prefer. They will be able to come to school, change their clothes. They'll change your students, their, your child's name on their health records. Um, and they can keep that from you. They can keep it all a secret. And they think that they have to do this in order to comply with um uh, the, the new decision from the Supreme Court in 2018 that expanded the definition of sex into gender identity. Schools, you have to fight this. You have to tell the school, you have to call them up and say, is my child undergoing a gender transition? I want to see the policy on gender transitions. And you need to let them know that they are not allowed to do that without your consent. And you can send that to them in writing. Now, this is me telling you to do this as a parent. This isn't legal advice that's going to inoculate you from this sure. toxic ideology. Sure. But this is a way that you can engage your school district. Find out if they have that policy and then tell them that you're that you they're not allowed to do this with your child. Excellent. Good advice. Are you writing about any of this anywhere? Um, not not really. I mean, I write blogs with um, Independent Women's Forum when I can. Okay. I did a, a, an event with the Heritage Foundation. Um, you can go on YouTube and, and find out if you just Google um, heritage, gender ideology, it should come up and you can see parents talking about how this almost destroyed the lives of their kids and what they're doing now to fight it. And um, maybe I'll be writing about it more when I when Excellent. I can. Excellent. Where can people go to find more of your work and to support your efforts? I'm on Twitter. It's Nicoletta0602. Um, you can also look to Independent Women's Forum. You can check out the Goldwater Institute. Uh, to follow academic transparency updates. And um, I'm also on Facebook as Nicoletta Nicole. Excellent. Nicole, thank you. And thank you for being a domestic terrorist of the good kind. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> My thank pleasure. You, thank you for representing the sane components of America who, you know, <laughs> actually champions the cause of liberty and equality and, and natural, uh, you know, origins uh, for all of mankind. I do appreciate you. And you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. You too. All right, guys. So I, um, all right, there we go. I don't know how you feel after hearing that. It, it goes so much deeper than that too. Uh, Nicole is obviously unafraid, uh, courageous. Um, and that's what it's going to require. I've said that a number of times recently where it's like, you know, people are afraid of being persecuted, which was the whole point in persecuting the J6ers. Uh, it's the whole point continuing on with the J6 commission, uh, which we talked about yesterday with Ron Coleman. Uh, God bless him. He popped in to educate us on, you know, where we are in that whole uh, brouhaha uh, right now uh, with the J6 commission, uh, referring, possibly referring uh, Donald Trump to the DOJ. 
what does that mean? What does that look like? Uh, you know, everything is, it is, it's in kind of like this sphere of confusion and fear and fear mongering and all of it, in my humble opinion, is meant to keep you afraid and disengaged. That's all that it is. And so it's not enough for us to celebrate and to come alongside someone like Nicole and other parents who are out here kicking butt and taking names a woman that uh, I happen to adore and comes into my spaces a lot is a woman by the name of Gabs. Um, And she's kicking butt and taking names. Uh, She too isn't involved in a suit right now because she stood up for her children. So there's a certain risk component that's going to come with you uh, standing up for the rights of not only your children, right, but all children. And other than pulling your kids out of school, I really don't know how you do it. I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm just glad that I'm, I do not have a child <laughs> in the, uh, in the public school system. And if you're just joining us, we are taking your calls today at 404-383-8520. Uh, would love to hear from you either on that subject or the subject coming up, which is, uh, extremely exciting to me, given that it's resurrection season. Uh, some of you, some of us could use resurrecting in our bodies with regard to our health, um, and we're going to talk about the benefits and the, the not only the spiritual benefits, uh, but the physical benefits of fasting. So we're going to take your calls on that too, 404-383-8520, and we will be right back. Hey, guess what? If you head over to MyPillow.com and type in Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, in your code box, guess what you're going to get? Up to 66% off of these giant bath sheets that I just received. Holy cow. You could fit two people in that. There you go. There's some fun on a weekend for you husbands and wives out there. You could also get a great night's sleep with my favorite two new pillows that are now on my bed at MyPillow.com using my name, Monica to bless your family with wonderful gift sets of bath sheets and towels and stuff for your pets and beds and blankets and all kinds of slippers that y'all can wear to Walmart and all that wonderful American stuff. MyPillow.com, code Monica, MyPillow.com. Did you guys know the Biden administration has already printed more money in the past two years than the previous 100 years combined? Not to mention the national debt just hit a record 30 trillion dollars. Guess what that means? It's only a matter of time before the house of cards comes crashing down. If you have retirement savings, your money could be at serious risk. Talk to my friends at Gold Co. to see how you can protect your retirement with gold and silver before it's too late. Head on over to monicamatthews.com backslash Gold Co. and they will give you up to $10,000 in free silver when you open an account. monicamatthews.com backslash Gold Co. So if it's one thing that COVID's done for most of us, it's drawn our attention back to our health, right? And all of us know of someone who has suffered with cancer, diabetes, autism, heart disease, kidney disease, and many other ailments that are associated with aging. So who doesn't want to turn back the hands of time and live a productive life? Well, I have an answer. Just text my partner, Carol, at 205-739-3848 and say, 
I'm with Monica, and she'll get back to you with information and design a plan that will address your specific health needs and help you turn back the hands of time. That's Carol at 205-739-3848. I'm with Monica. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. We got pillows, we've got gold and silver, and we have health. (laughs) I mean, what else do you need, right? A good night's sleep warm, fuzzy bath towels, uh, the Lord, right? Uh, your health, gold, right? Prosperity. Some people forget that God's not afraid of our wealth, right? Because all of it's his anyway, remember? And especially the precious metals. That's my little plug for that. Uh, yeah, so I do have a caller before we head over to my next guest. And I think I know who this is. Gab, welcome to my show. How are you? Girl, that face you make when you say my name, you are so hilarious, all right? <laughs> okay, just remember, we're on air. No, and so I'm good. Okay, so we're going to bring it in. Okay, what's going on? Listen, you heard Nicole. Listen, I this... was sitting here watching. Yeah. I was watching Nicole, and I said, I, I was watching Nicole, because, you know, I mean, I'm, I am silly most of the time, but. Whenever we're talking about gender and um, gender transitioning, especially as it pertains to young women, uh, because it, that is, brings on a whole new um, area for me because my daughter was socially transitioned at school. And, um, you know, wow. upon discovering what that was, what, what I mean, like getting the confirmation for me was, talking to uh, an administrator and she called my daughter by her male name. And I saw the look on her face and she saw the look on my face. And I just, and that was, I mean, at that point I had to pull my daughter out of the school and, um, and we, we moved from Las Vegas to Houston because I just said, you know what? I need to go home. I need to surround because I needed to, um, I needed to recapture my daughter from this call. Yes. So, you know, there's, I mean, and, and, and Nicole was the first person that I called, uh, or I, where I asked her to ask her to give me a call because, you know, I saw her, uh, touring with, uh, Annabelle Martinez, mm-hmm. who is a, a mother whose child was, uh, socially transitioned. It's school and because they were in California they go the extra step they chemically transitioned her medically transitioned her she was taking the hormones and the and the young girl stepped in front of a train now I am familiar with that awful awful yes and it was just it it just when I when I saw I, I really I cannot express to people enough the importance of really paying attention to this and understanding that there is no, the lies that they tell you about it's reversible, all of those, you know, all of those kinds of things. If you see that your child is being socially transitioned at school, you, you have no time to waste because especially if you live in a state where they have laws that allow the state 
to come and take your child yes. and medically transition them without your approval and, and, and take away your parental rights. I mean, this, I cannot even begin to express to you enough the repercussions of yeah. this. You have to be very vigilant with this sort of thing. Right. No, I'm with you 1000%. And I had no idea that that was your uh, testimony. I mean, I knew that you were on fire for your kids, but I, I did not know the full story until right now. And I can't, and God, you know what? And God bless you for having enough sense to just move back to safety, right? And to get your child, your children, your family, yourself back to protection and back to covering. And I think that's very important for people. A lot of people don't have that, to be honest with you, especially single parents, uh, single moms in particular, they don't have that. And, uh, and thank you for sharing your testimony. I appreciate it. And, and certainly, and I know you've made yourself available to people, uh, on Twitter DMs and whatnot who, you know, need help or who feel completely just left out of the conversation and with dealing with this. But thank you for sharing that with us today, Gabs. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, girl, I'll have you back, uh, another time. Uh, But right now I'm going to move over to a gentleman who, uh, caught my attention in Twitter spaces, which is where I'm meeting a ton of really cool people these days and some very interesting people these days. Uh, but Joseph Barbuto spent 23 successful years uh, in the financial investment world. He led a course to help his client sidestep the 2000 to 28, 2008 stock market uh, crises. That uh, that experience emerged from his market research into the economic long wave, uh, hence, the, uh, hence the Twitter name, uh, between 2012 and 2022. He is driven by his inquisitive mind and passion for knowledge. The prices in providing uh, the best and most current information allow for his clients to make informed decisions to build personal success. Now, this is where it takes a turn. Okay. And for a lot of us at this stage of our lives or a little bit younger, you will, if you have been just burning it at both ends of the candle and you're just driven there's only so much your body is going to take of that. There's only so much the bo- the human body is designed to be able to take of that type of drivenness and, and consistent pressure. So in my humble opinion and, and in my ministerial experience, you either end up on meds, you end up in the hospital, or worse, you end up six feet under. Uh, so Joseph ended up with health issues that occurred uh, requiring him to turn his focus to self-care and healing With his passion for research, he was able to find conventional and cutting-edge protocols to improve his health and overcome potentially uh, altering issues. He is completing a book on the decentralized world by helping the public understand the concept of economic long wave. He also shares his insights and passion for health to help educate the public on maximum health and extended health span. Without further ado, uh, Joseph, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm great. Uh Thanks for inviting me on the show. This is going to be an uh, experience. This is for sure. For, this is new to me and I'm opening up about personal. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for, for trusting me with, with your testimony. I, I heard, I have to be honest with you. I heard you in this spaces initially and I love your voice. You, you have almost like what we in radio and in, in entertainment call the voice of God, right? It, it's that narrator. And, uh, and so I was attracted to just kind of the, the tone of your voice. And whenever you speak, you speak with a very measured, uh, candor of, of authority and you, and knowledge. You know what you're talking 
talking about. And so as we're, you know, of course, and as we're talking about, you know, health issues and fasting, I was like, Oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, um, I just came, I'm actually still in kind of a fast, uh, and I'm trying to really engage with intermittent fasting, but I, you really resonated with me talking about just total fasting and five days of liquid fasting. So I had to bring you on. So talk to us about fasting. Sure. Do you want me to uh, go back how this all came about? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Um, it uh, it really goes back to a time where I was uh, uh, in the investment business a long period of time and um, I noticed that my passion started to wane and really had to do with what was happening with markets and so forth. And um, I lost my drive and I couldn't understand why. Um, so I decided to leave the investment business in 2012. <clears throat> now, during that time, uh, I just noticed that my health progressively got worse and I was looking for answers. And I thought, well, maybe you know, I'm approaching middle age and maybe this is the issue. And, uh, you know, I have to ride the wave, so to speak, of this is probably the peak and the uh, the best years are behind me. Well, fast forward a couple of years later, um, I started hearing about hormone therapy and, um, and I wonder if that had anything to do with it. So I went to see multiple doctors and a lot of doctors weren't uh, – they said, well, you're fine. Your testosterone's a little bit low, um, but I wouldn't worry about it. Well, this continued, and I, I became frustrated because I lost my passion uh, as a man. I lost my passion for life. One thing led to another, and I did see a, a doctor, an endocrinologist, because they noticed my prolactin levels were high. Well, they said it's kind of high, but I wouldn't worry about it. Your testosterone's kind of you know, low, but I wouldn't worry about it. So I can understand my frustration and um, not believing uh, uh, or having faith in medical doctors. Well, fast forward to, and this continued. I think the pictures I sent you, um, it, it, it got worse. I've got, uh, I, I realize now that I succumbed to metabolic syndrome. I became very obese. I was taking care of my father who had dementia. That was a challenge. And he passed away, unfortunately, um, May 1st, uh, 2017, and that picture, before picture, was the next day uh, I was at my worst. I was obese, very depressed, gave up on life, didn't care, total loss of passion for life. And um, by the end of the year, I saw a program. It was a Joe Rogan podcast, and I heard some gentlemen who um, were talking about traumatic brain injury. And they, they were talking about all these symptoms. I said, well, I, wait a sec. I have, this sounds like me. I, I wonder if I have anything because I had viral meningitis when I was younger and I had a couple um, uh, head falls and where I passed out. Well, fast forward, I, being a research person, I um, researched the internet and I found uh, Dr. Comer. And uh, at the time, it took uh, six months before I could see him. Uh, today, I mean, he's so overwhelmed. He's in his late seventies, and uh, he uh, two year waiting list to see him. Went to go see him, and he said basically that uh, you know you you have a prolactin problem. It's from the falls and so forth. I'm going to put you on some therapies. You know, take a look at your testosterone and your prolactin. We're going to deal with it. 
Well, I thought that was a magic bullet. Mm -hmm. And you think, well, I'm going to take testosterone and that's it. Well, it doesn't work that way. It just provides the base. You know, men in their 20s can be very dispassionate with low testosterone. Well, I looked further and autophagy and fasting came to be. And what was amazing um, was that this sounds fascinating. It's anti-aging and it can heal a lot of things. So through trial and error, uh, I came across a book. And I want to make sure that the audience is aware of it. It's called Metabolic uh, Autophagy by Simlan, probably the best book on this subject. And my girlfriend and I said, well, hey, we should take a look at this. So we were looking at videos and trying different ways. This is what? We can age backwards? Fast? Right. This amazing fasting concept uh, you learned about, we're a hybrid. You know, we, we use the energy and what we consume or, uh, over a 24-hour period. And if you don't eat, it'll switch. And that metabolic switch, you start using your fat stores. The amazing aspect is that if you fast beyond four or five days, mm-hmm. stem cells are released. Oh, now they, that's what I wanted you to get to. Hold on. That's what I wanted you to get to because okay. that was fascinating to me uh, because I had not heard that. And when I mentioned it to my daughter, she looked at me like I was nuts. And I was like, no, no, no. This guy said that you end up generating like over $25,000 worth of stem cells in your own body through fasting. And so go for it. Tell us about that. Well, it's, it's the research and what they what they found out. And there's numerous uh, research on it, but you release stem cells. Because during the fasting, what I understand during the metabolic switch, the body goes into survivor mode. So it starts um, saying, look, uh, we got to get rid of these old guys. Uh, we have to get rid of this inefficient cells and so forth. So um, they are used as energy sources and they are used in a way to survive. Then the body during that period releases stem cells. Now it waits for the refeeding. So the critical aspect of fasting after four or five days is you refeed, of course, not with junk food. You want to be eating something healthy. Sure. And so that in that short period of time from a four or five day fast and refeeding, you've actually aged backwards for a short period of time. You are younger. Okay. But unfortunately, the aging process continues. And what I found is as I started practicing fasting, and it is a practice, it was challenging. I stumbled many times, uh, went through these day, uh, day two and day three where you you metabolically switch and you're tired. Yeah, and you want to literally drive everyone off the road who's around you. Yes, I'm familiar. Yes, with. <laughs> and if, but if you get past that, your energy right. level and focus goes through the roof. If you can buy, if you can get past the homicidal tendencies of fasting, <laughs> yes, it's phenomenal. I got it. <laughs> okay. And once you get once you get past that, uh, you, your brain is on fire. It's sort of like having four or five espressos right. without the jittiness. You know, so true. You're super focused. Yes. Um, the amazing aspect is all joint pain went away. Yes. Gone. Gone. Right. I know. Isn't it great? It's the greatest thing ever. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) And I was, no, no, no problem. Please interrupt this. This is new, I'm sure, to a lot of people. Um, Yes. I I was amazed. Uh, So I would would do them and realize I had all these health challenges and I really didn't change my diet. So I I embarked two years ago on fasting four days and then a refeeding, so it's just some a little bit of fat on Friday and then eating on the weekend and repeated it. Okay. And all my blood work, 
my battle, my battle, metabolic uh, issues went away. Hormones improved dramatically. The prolactins came to, uh, prolactin levels came down to the normal range. And hence that picture mm-hmm. uh, is the after. And I went from obese to metabolically efficient. By the way, I'm 63 years young. I just turned 63. Well, happy birthday. That's Thank awesome. You. you look great. And I've never felt more energetic and more uh, focused. And uh, my passion is back. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, launching this new uh, consulting business, investment business for for the general public and investment advisors and people in the investment business. So it's an amazing, uh, an amazing discovery of um, of healing. And it's free. Right. It is free. It'll cost you, you know, in the way of some comfort, but that is so temporary. I have to tell you, I agree with you. And, and, and it is the first couple of days, you know, I will warn people. I'm like, don't call me. Uh, do not come over. Uh, do not just trust me. It's better that you leave me alone. <laughs> and, uh, because I'm letting go of the sugar and the carbs and the things that are my comfort things that just, you know, keep me rolling throughout the day. And it's not like I pack on that stuff anyway, but, and I'm not a big coffee drinker. I rarely ever even make it through an entire cup of coffee. So that's not my Achilles. Mine is that I don't eat throughout the day. And so by the time I do eat, I'm just like, just smorgasbord in the refrigerator. Like, okay, what can I, what can I, you know, put together? And it's not unhealthy. It's just that my eating patterns are not centered around caring for myself. And I think that's really another reason why I wanted to highlight you is because it's very difficult for men to think that it's okay to take care of themselves. And so they are marketed to, to pop pills, you know, to be longer, stronger, uh, more vibrant, more this, more that. And what people don't tell you is how testosterone uh, converts in the liver into estrogen for men. Right. So, I mean, it's amazing. Everyone's at the, you know, local gas station popping all these little powders and pills about how wonderful your sex life is going to be. It'll be amazing. And in the end, you know, men end up with breast cancer over this stuff, you know, and no one talks about that. And so men are not really, especially single men are not geared toward self care. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think that's really important because while we're all complaining and making fun of the, um, of the demasculation of men, I think there's a very real, uh, uh, pharmaceutical, uh, food grade component to why we are seeing this transition of men that, that are tired. They have no energy. They've got guts. They, they're lazy. They're slothful. They, they're, you know, they're just engaged with what's ever right in front of them on their screens. Their wives, you know, uh, contact me complaining about their sex lives or lack thereof, or their husband's into porn because he can't have sex anymore without pills. And even with pills, he doesn't have a desire because he feels too fat and tired. So it's this whole, you know, familial breakdown, uh, really starting with, men and how they see themselves as a created human being. You know, I don't know if you caught the beginning of the show, but Nicole Solis was on. We were talking about our children being beautiful creations and, and we care for them and we want to protect them and allow for their biological and physical growth to occur through naturally occurring processes throughout life. 
I see the same thing, you know, with men and with women as adults, we just get driven and, and we don't love ourselves and we don't care for ourselves. So your fasting really meant a lot to me. Um, as a woman, I commend you and I, I admire you for taking that, you know, taking the time to care for yourself. And now you can, you know, come on places like my show and minister to other men, uh, you know, and really give a very good, powerful testimony about the benefits of that. So how often are, do you, I think I heard you say you're, you're fasting quarterly now a a lot like this. Is that right? That's right. That's for, I just, preventative health uh, issues or anything cropping up. I'm actually fasting uh, today. And the reason why uh, I learned this from um, a buddy in the gym is that we, we overdo it and uh, I'm not going to deny myself uh, enjoying when I go out. So uh, his insight was and how he kept lean because a couple of years younger than me is uh, he'd overdo it on Saturday. That was his cheat day. Uh, but Monday or Tuesday, he would fast. So it was my birthday, and I wasn't going to deny myself uh, not eating more than normal. And so what I do now, and as a preventative, uh, any any days that I overconsume food, I'll just add in a fast day. Just go without food, and you'll just burn off the excess. It's the way to keep me in check. The, the longer-term fast is to um, – I realize that if I start to become overweight – all my metabolic uh, issues will start to return. So uh, it's it's a lifestyle choice. Sure. I know most men my uh, my age are having the issues that you described, and sure. that's very well known. Especially when I went to see Doctor Comer, that you know we saw a lot of wives and girlfriends with their husbands at the clinic right. because of all the issues that you addressed, and it right. is a severe issue. Um, with a falling testosterone levels in men and sperm counts. Yes. Now, this has a lot to do with the environment and what the, uh, we're consuming and not consuming, of course. I agree. What, if any, uh, spiritual uh, byproducts did you have from fasting? I don't, I don't know your spiritual persuasion, so I'm just curious because I know, I know what happens to me and for me. And one of the main reasons why I'm drawn into fasting is because I'm trying to, I'm trying to draw closer to hearing from God uh, for direction for my life, for, you know, whatever, clearing stuff out, you know, just it's spring cleaning, it's springtime. So it's like we clean out our closets, you know, many of us have lots of closets filled with just baggage that we should dump. And not to mention what's in our cells, right, which I see the biological implications that we're talking about with fasting. But what about spiritual for you, if any? Oh, it's, uh, you become more connected, you're more at peace, but it was really researching for direction because um, after managing money for, for the wealthy, it, you know, there was, I lost purpose in life. And uh, during the time of fasting, I've realized, you know, why I was put here. You know, it's, you become very introspective about what's important. You know, I've had money and I've had health and I've lost money and I've lost my health and I will take my health any day. Amen. And what makes you happy is, uh, and what drives you as an individual is your, you know, your own purpose, your own connection, whatever that may be. Right. Uh, it just allows you to, to connect. And it's personal, but it allows you to connect closer because you're very aware. Right. Right. You're so hypersensitive to, uh, 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 to your surroundings. So, 
and I, I believe that when anybody will do a long-term fast, it is important that um, you connect sure. in whatever way that um, you do connect with your inner, inner uh, spiritual beliefs. And you'll find enormous amount of guidance because I find that I grow tremendously during these fasting periods. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, here's my legal disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. Joseph isn't either. <laughs> and we are not giving you medical advice as your physicians. Uh, I don't even pretend to be one on my show. So uh, definitely consult with your physician. Uh, you know, I got to say, I, another reason why I love highlighting things of this nature, Joseph, is because people have really, through COVID, they have lost faith and trust in their medical providers. And I have to tell you something. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing from a, from a spiritual perspective. Okay. From a, from a, from a pure application of, of like daily life and some people who need their meds and they just, you know, whether you're diabetic, whatever it is, uh, you know, I understand having to, you know, definitely maintain that relationship with your physician. But I think a lot of particularly Americans, you know, we're like the sickest nation on earth, which is, which it should tell us something. And I think God during this whole COVID, uh, debacle had one good thing that's come of it is people have sought natural remedies. They have sought, they've sought him and the things he's actually put in the earth for people to be able to, you know, enjoy in a healthy manner. Uh, like you said, becoming more introspective, but in a healthy way, not so self-centered, you know, uh, in, in a negative way, as much as self-care, self-love, self, um, I'm going to start to sound like some kind of a, like I'm sitting on a yoga mat right now and I'm not, but I, you know, someone who is introspective so that you can ask God, like you said, why am I here? You know, and actually here. And I can't explain fasting other than, um, what you're describing is spot on. It, you know what? Here it is, Joseph. I, I think I tried to explain this to my daughter because she has her generations like they're all on Adderall go figure like either because they really need it or they don't and they just like it. But for the people who need it to focus, okay, that's what fasting is like for me. I am laser focused and I have more energy than I could possibly know what to do with in a 24 hour period. And when I lay my head down on my pillow at night, I feel like I've actually earned my pillow in a healthy way, in a productive way. And I feel like my body is thanking me. So where can people find out more about you, about your new business, uh, and, and contact you for more information about this wonderful fasting? Yeah, right now I'm just on um, on Twitter, just uh, so people can find me at the Economic uh, Long Wave. I'll be launching a website and a consultancy uh, service in the very near future, and um you can contact me through direct messages, no problem, about uh, some books I can recommend. I'm glad you, you mentioned this. Look, well, I'm not a doctor, but I can uh, articulate from experience because I followed doctors who specialize in this field, um, you know, the, uh, the challenges with something like fasting. And you have to seek medical uh, advice beforehand because you could have some issues during a long-term fast. So that is an important point, and I'm glad you brought that up. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, if I don't, someone will. (laughs) (laughs) It's better for me to get out ahead of it. But Joseph, God bless you. And for some reason, uh, your picture was just simply not coming up, but you are on my promo and I'll be happy to uh, ship that back out again along with this podcast. But really fascinating results. I mean, and most people get those results. I mean, just like wow results, honestly. And most people get those results or you see them like the dude's airbrushed. Like it's like the, the, the dad bod and then the airbrushed abs, you know, but you can tell that you're not airbrushed. Like, let me ask you something before I let you go. How does this differ from intermittent daily intermittent fasting? Can you do it in conjunction with that? Sure. I I think the terminology has been not used properly that anything shorter than um, 24 hours is really time restricted feeding. Okay. So think of that you're just restrict, uh, restricting the time you're eating. Intermittent fasting is exactly as it means. You're, you're eating one day and the next day you're not. I know a lot of people have used that successfully. I find that um, challenging to do. Uh, and then there's long-term fast. And really when you go beyond the third day where you use up your glucose um, within the body and then it does the metabolic shift. Right. So... Some people do OMAD or TUMAD, what I do every single day. But really, time-restricted time feeding is a better way of looking at it. Okay. And then for the long-term health benefits, one thing very quickly, there are fasting clinics where they're supervised by medical uh, doctors mm-hmm. uh, that you can search on the internet if you believe you need something where it's longer than a week or two weeks. They, they, they go as long as three weeks, so you can search um, on the internet for those type of clinics. Yeah, that's good advice. And normally I joke about the fact that most Americans could go for like two months and, and still not have eaten through all of the fat buildup that we have in our bodies. (laughs) Sadly, uh, I'm not suggesting you do that, but you know, some people are just like, Oh, well, I'm going to go into starvation. I'm like, girl, have you looked in your mirror? You're not going into starvation anytime soon. Relax. So yeah, good stuff. God bless you, sir. And you know, keep us posted on your, uh, on your business and, uh, you're welcome back anytime. And, uh, let's talk about the products that you have coming forward in your consultancy. I'd appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on the show, and I hope I can help other men uh, with these challenges they might face. Absolutely. Thank you, Joseph. God bless. Thanks, Monica. Okay, guys. So there you have the fasting. Uh, You know, I'm just over here in my chat feature, which sometimes, sadly, uh, I get so about my guests that I'm not looking over here at my other awesome guests who are uh, streaming and chatting And uh, I'm glad I didn't see Gabs in the chat earlier because I'm glad she came on uh, for the sake of my podcasters. Uh, Because while I am live streaming, I am live streaming and recording my daily podcast at the same time. And I have tens of thousands of people who listen to that uh, weekly. So it's, uh, this is good stuff. I'm really, I'm blessed by my guests today. And before we came on, uh, I was talking with my my aunt Stacy, she's my call screener. If you ever call into my show, you're going to have to come through aunt Stacy. She's my gatekeeper. (laughs) She's my girl. And, uh, and we were talking about honor and humility and, and humor and how important that is, uh, in the realm of, of giving information, 
right? I mean, what's the point listening to somebody if you're either going to be bored to death, uh, you know, just completely downtrodden, uh, you know, the information's so heavy these days. It just is. And I feel like this is the season of resurrection. It is my favorite holiday, if you will, as a Christian. Um, it is, you know why? Because nothing else matters without resurrection. <laughs> So there, uh, you know, Easter and Creaster and all that stuff, the Thanksgiving, that's wonderful. That's great. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for the turkeys and the corn and all that. It's great. Uh, and the 10 extra pounds that come with it. But I, you know, without resurrection, nothing matters. Because all of us would just go into the earth and that'd be it. We'd all be in some kind of eternal hellfire. Who knows? I don't know. But with Christ, we don't have to be. So I'm very excited about resurrection season. Uh, and with that, I do want to, um, yeah, some of these, I had no idea that, sorry, I'm looking at my chat right now that, uh, man, I'm just going to tell you guys, if somebody tried to transition my child at school, just, just to back up for a second, oh. I'd have made like the national evening news. I'm not even, I'm not even lying. Okay. So I want to read something to you guys. Okay. And I, and I want to, I want to take us out of here on, on, uh, on some positivity, uh, with regard to my love, my life, my love and Liberty, right? We've talked about how to, uh, continue to curate your children's Liberty and their autonomy right? And their sovereignty as little God-created beings. And that is your responsibility. Not your government school, not your priest, not your pastor, not your neighbor, not your big mama, but you. If you're a single dad, you have permission. You have marching orders to stand in the gap for your children. There's no excuse. If you're a single mother, there's no excuse. This is it. This is God's call to to stand for his children. And even as adults, as a minister, I believe that we are his children. There's I can't deny that because we were adopted and grafted in by his grace, right? And so as adopted children of the Most High, we refer to him as Abba. Papa, daddy, father. It's not irreverent. It's intimate. It's personal. And to be quite honest with you, I believe that the majority of our health issues, and particularly why men do not take care of themselves, it's not because it's uncool or un, or it's not masculine, uh, you know, it's not un-American uh, to take care of yourself. But I think it's because there's a very there's a real lack of understanding the relationship between father. Heavenly Father and Earthly Son. And so without that, without that knowledge, you know, you're kind of left to your own devices. And the world is full of them. It just is. It always has been. Some of you are so tripped out about how wicked the earth is. You're convinced Jesus, along with John Hagee, is going to descend. Y'all are convinced he's going to descend like next Thursday at 12. And I, first of all, Jesus said he didn't even know when he was coming back. So y'all need to relax on all that stuff. But secondly, um, how many of us would be ready if he did? And I don't mean from a belief standpoint. I mean, from a faith standpoint, right? Because he said, when I return, I'm going to, will I find faith? 
And so you can tell by the drugs in our medicine cabinets, the stress we're all under, that there's not really a connection between our bodies. Nicole talked about disembodiment, right? And all of the trauma, and I don't use that term as a hyperbolic trope. We are being traumatized intentionally by a very nefarious industrial complex, whether it's information, you know, yielded from the military, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter who's doing it. You just need to know it is happening. And so the assault on your psyche and on how God created you, I started out the show by saying this, they think they can kill God. They do. Because they're godless and they don't have a God conscience. And it's the world doing what the world does. It's, it's not any more wicked than the world has been. It's just not. We tend to think that now maybe this is as worse as, as the, as the states have ever been. But in the big scheme of dispensations of civilization, um, this is not as ugly as it's gotten. And I don't even think we've begun to see ugly in this country. And by the grace of God, hopefully we will not. But I want to leave you with this. So I'm going to go over to some Bible verses. Because at the beginning, in the middle, in the end of the day, whenever it comes to you and your children and taking your families back and this country back, if you are not going to build the foundations of this country on the word of God, you can forget about this country. I could not be any more serious. Many of you are looking to the Constitution, myself included. As we've seen, she's being raped and pillaged and molested right now. Doesn't mean she's completely dead, but she is on life support. And that Constitution does not stand without the author of that Constitution, who, in my humble opinion, is the author and finisher of all of creation. So I think it's important whenever we are talking about our bodies to remember who our bodies belong to, right? So let's start with this, 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. And you're definitely not the government's. So there's your word to stand on for your children. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So is obesity honoring God with our bodies? No. Is being lazy and slothful honoring God with our bodies? No. And this isn't like the condemnation hour because I'm just, look, I can eat a bag of Cheetos with the best of them, as you can tell. So, but, you know, menopause is a bitch. (laughs) So, uh, you know, but I'm just telling you that there are ways that you can remedy that as well. And by fasting, that is also extraordinarily helpful. By maintaining your equilibrium and your grounding in the word and knowing who and whose you are, that's a really solid place to stand. And that's a solid foundation upon which to build your mental, your emotional, and certainly your physical health. And so when your babies understand that they were bought with a price and you begin to teach them these very foundational principles 
that no man, no LGBT corporate cabal, no amount of Disney characters, uh, no amount of military industrial complex and psyops and narrative warfare will ever, an AI will ever be able to move them from this foundation because the word said so. Not me, but the word says so, right? And so I really hope that you will take the time to renew your minds by the washing of the water of the word. Because as, as, in, as, as hunkered down in politics as all of us are, and you've got some real inflation issues right here at your feet that are completely engineered and man-made, by the way, by this administration, uh, you know, if you want to know what's happening in the earth and you want discernment, one of the fastest ways to be able to plug in is by fasting from backbiting, from unforgiveness. We talked about that yesterday. From, you know, addictions, whatever they may be, put something down. Just lay something down at the cross. Lay something down at the altar. Let that thing be buried. Let God deal with it, right? I mean, you bring it to him. Here, I have this giant problem. I cannot overcome this stuff. What do I do? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this thing up. In this case, we're talking about food. It could be alcohol for you. I don't know. It could be Cheetos. Whatever it is, just try to lay it down. Don't try. Just do it. Thanks, Nike. Just do it. No trying. I'm trying. No, just do it. Lay it down. And then get back with me about how wonderful you feel and your life is and how connected you feel to God and all those wonderful things. First Corinthians three sixteen through 17. Don't you know that you yourself, you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst. If uh, anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. I got to tell you, I had to run to some great scriptures after reading that one. Uh, because I'm like, mm, I've definitely done a few things and engaged in a few things that would be considered like, you know, desecrating God's temple. Not even going to lie. And so that's when I have to get very humble and go before uh, the throne of grace and um, and simply ask for forgiveness and pick myself back up, receive his forgiveness, and dust myself off and keep moving. Otherwise, you die in condemnation, and we're not called to do that. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Uh, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. These are just, here you go. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. 1 Timothy 4 and 8. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And I got to tell you, some people look at me and they're like, I can't believe you're a grandmother. And here's what I do know. You will always know when I have not been spending time with the Lord and I've been eating my Cheetos right? Or whatever it is I'm just drowning in other than his word, because you'll see it on my countenance. And I I don't do plastic surgery and all that stuff. So you'll see it on my countenance. You, it's different. 
And even if I, if I, even if I did have a ton of wrinkles, my countenance would be different because you cannot help but be transformed when you're in the presence of God. You can't help but make healthy decisions for yourself and for your family and know to teach your children that they're girls or boys and have the courage to stand up to bullies in this world system by standing on the truth and the word of God. And it may require that you're persecuted. Big deal. Big deal. You belong to God. He doesn't sell us. He bought us. Very important distinction to make. Those are just a few things that I found that I wanted to encourage you with, with regard to who you are. And ultimately, you have to come to the conclusion and the agreement of whose you are. Right? And whenever that's settled in your spirit and in your mind, you will never allow the world to dictate to you or your children or your children's children who or whose they are. Again, you'll stand even whenever your children are questioning themselves or questioning everything around them. If you will simply stand and stand in love and stand in the authority that God has given you, right? That's how you take this country back. Very simply. One change, one family, at a time. And with that, I'm going to go back to my sponsors one more time, and then I'm going to close us out of here with a little parting prayer. So I'll be right back. <laughs> hey, guess what? If you head over to MyPillow.com and type in Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, in your code box, guess what you're going to get? Up to 66% off of these giant bath sheets that I just received. Holy cow. You could fit two people in that. There you go. There's some fun on a weekend for you husbands and wives out there. You could also get a great night's sleep with my favorite two new pillows that are now on my bed at MyPillow.com. Using my name, Monica, to bless your family with wonderful gift sets of bath sheets and towels and stuff for your pets and beds and blankets and all kinds of slippers that y'all can wear to Walmart and all that wonderful American stuff. MyPillow.com, code Monica, MyPillow.com. So if it's one thing that COVID's done for most of us, it's drawn our attention back to our health, right? And all of us know of someone who has suffered with cancer, diabetes, autism, heart disease, kidney disease, and many other ailments that are associated with aging. So who doesn't want to turn back the hands of time and live a productive life? Well, I have an answer. Just text my partner, Carol, at 205-739-3848 and say, I'm with Monica, and she'll get back to you with information and design a plan that will address your specific health needs and help you turn back the hands of time. That's Carol at 205-739-3848. I'm with Monica. Did you guys know the Biden administration has already printed more money in the past two years than the previous 100 years combined? Not to mention the national debt just hit a record $30 trillion. Guess what that means? It's only a matter of time before the house of cards comes crashing down. If you have retirement savings, your money could be at serious risk. Talk to my friends at GoldCo to see how you can protect your retirement with gold and silver before it's too late. Head on over to MonicaMatthews.com backslash GoldCo and they will give you up to $10,000 in free silver when you open an account. MonicaMatthews.com backslash GoldCo. 
All right. I have an announcement to make. (laughs) Doggone it. Men can literally be worse than women whenever it comes to being able to keep a secret. Okay, but since everyone else has retweeted this on Twitter, I'm going to go ahead and tell my audience about it. Uh, But first, I need you guys to subscribe to my channels on YouTube and Rumble and wherever the heck else I am. Uh, I'm about to reopen on Instagram. Yes, you're welcome. If I've heard, I've heard so many complaints about not being on Instagram. I'm actually kind of excited about that because I'm going to start recording like this whole process of taking, of, of allowing God to take my brand into areas and territories and places that I would have never been able to get into without him. So this is going to be like a glory fest where God is concerned. And for those of you who believe that you've missed your opportunity or your time, because maybe you are over 50 or you've been spending your life raising kids and grandkids and you feel like it's all over for you, that is not the case. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. So if there's still purpose in your mind and in your soul and in your bones, he's going to have that come to pass. You just have to say amen. And let me tell you, the faster you do that, the better off you and everyone else around you is going to be. There is no, there's only amount, there's only a limited amount of time that you can resist God and his plan for your life before you get so uncomfortable that you're like, okay, fine. Mercy. And he will let you get to the bottom of the pool and don't be afraid of the bottom of the pool. Just touch off. Sometimes you just have to let go and sink to the bottom of the pool so that you can touch off. And he's down there with you. He's down there with his little regulator. He's going to give you some oxygen, right? But just touch off. And some of you have so much vision and purpose inside of you that you're not living. You're so distracted by all of the politics and craziness. And God's kingdom is so much bigger than all of this crap, you guys. It just is. We have the authority and the jurisdiction in this realm. We're not waiting for a banjo and a robe and a halo, and I don't want one of those anyway, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of, I like the banjo. It depends. Like I have to be like up in the mountains eating boiled peanuts in my jeans and my boots. And then I'm okay with the banjo. Plus I'm in Georgia. So it's a little weird, but, um, yeah, it is not too late. If it's not too late for me, it's not too late for you. So I'm really looking forward to chronicling like this whole, uh, journey. And one of the first stops on my journey is what I'm about to tell you about. But first, Go follow me everywhere and subscribe, 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 and tell all of your friends and all of your family, especially young people, love them. They love me, and I love to hear from them. Building my audience. You know why? Because this is about God's glory. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. You can find me here at 1230 every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, going to have amazing guests, and some days it's just me and the Holy Spirit, just the two of us, right? But okay, here it is. Oh, and my website, monicamatthews.com. You can sign up for my newsletters. Very important, monicamatthews.com backslash goldco. Um, but here's my announcement. You know, I'm so excited about this because I freaking love these guys so much. And um, I mean, I'm just like a kid in a candy store. Okay. And this is all God and Buzz Patterson. This is all his fault, by the way, because all of this started on Twitter. And now it is official. We have an official date that yours truly is going to host four of the most fantastic men 
in the United States of America, Larry Alex Taunton. If you're not following him, you need to today, wherever you can find him, and absolutely subscribe to his blogs, his writing. He is just a prolific writer, uh, best-selling author. He has debated with some of the most amazing people, really, uh, on the planet. He's a scholar, historian, you know, apologetics extraordinaire. He's been on my show. He's fantastic. You can go back and watch that show, actually, in the archives. Chad Prather hilarious, just ran for governor of Texas and keeps us all laughing over there on Blaze. Uh, He's going to be part of this as well, uh, along with Buzz Patterson who carried the, uh, who carried the uh, nuclear football for Bill Clinton. He was also on my show in between his dial up connection, uh, you know, faux pas that we had on my show, hilarious as well. And we like to poke at each other online. And then we have got, uh, Colonel Rob Manis and Lieutenant Colonel Rob Manis. And, uh, very excited about having all of these gentlemen on. They're all men of faith, men of country, uh, men of family, men of just men. Ha. How about that? They're men of men. You know, they're like a rare sighting these days, to be honest with you. So we are going to have a, quote, roundtable. It's going to be a night with these guys. Yours truly is hosting. Uh, Larry Taunton has graciously extended an invitation to his place in the South, where all good things happen. And uh, we're going to be eating some grits and shooting guns and doing crazy, you know, hillbilly stuff, which is going to be amazing because that's my element. I love hanging out with these guys. They teach me so much. They have a lot to pour into the country that they haven't they haven't even they haven't even scratched the surface of what they've poured into this country through their God-given purpose so far, I'm convinced. So it's going to be a chill night of of stogies and a little bit of bourbon and yours truly is hosting and I'm going to be taking your questions here soon. Uh, we'll be live streaming as well as recording, and we'll capture our entire weekend together. It's going to be great. You're not going to want to miss it. I'm already getting emails from some of you in my Twitter space, and I'm just very honored to be a part of it. This is just the beginning of my journey with Conversations with Monica. I look forward to uh, having conversations with women, having girls' weekends, and doing these kind of throughout the rest of the year around the country. So this is just the beginning. So like I said, if you have... If you feel like you've missed your purpose, trust me when I tell you, it is not too late. I've come through hell, high water, and back, and, you know, every day is different, but God's faithful. He just is. He's great, and he wants us to enjoy life, and he wants us to see him in everything, and that is entirely possible, and that's why it's so important to protect these babies, because where else do you see God first other than the eyes of a child? right? So Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this broadcast, my wonderful guests. Thank you for all of my live streamers, Lord, you and my podcasters. You know where everybody is in their journey. You know whenever people are just down, you know when we make our bed in hell, that David said you're there with them. Uh, You're there with us. This country has certainly made her bed in hell. So thank you, Father, that you are right here with us and that your providence will prevail and that this country shall rise again and no demon or demonic uh, agenda from hell can stop that from happening. Thank you for the airwaves that you've entrusted me with. Thank you for my jurisdiction and thank you for every ear and every eye and every heart and every soul. In Jesus' name we pray, y'all. Go enjoy your day and be good. Do the next right thing. Till tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. Hump day. All right. Love you guys.